0: This is, in fact, John Helps You Write Better, and I'm John, so, you know, uh, I I guess we could write better. Here we go. We're going to finish our week in marketing by sort of answering the question and challenge that started this whole week off. The reason why this week was all about marketing was because last week, uh, someone, a client brought up to me the fact that they don't like marketing because it feels too much like cold calling. And they don't like cold calling. Uh, and and so therefore, they don't do a lot of marketing. And when they do it, they don't do it very well because they don't like it. Because it feels too much like cold calling and around and around in the cycle we go. And I, I I get it. I get it. But this sort of prompts a conversation not only about how to turn a cold lead into a warm lead, but a conversation about the proliferation of jargon and everything wrapped up in and around it, as well as how to just deal with not just the jargon, but the concepts themselves. So let's be really clear about jargon first. There's a whole industry of reasonable products as well as grifters, and the grifters far outnumber the reasonable products. Built around the idea of you have to master marketing, you have to, like, you suck at it by default, and that these people with their incredibly expensive and sort of stupid materials will meet the need and want. Remember, we've been talking about that all week. Well, meet your need and want. You just have to meet their need and want for your tens of thousands of dollars to have them tell you things you've probably already heard before. But there's grifters and products alike for that. And they love to saturate you in jargon. They want to talk to you about sales funnels, warm leads, cold leads you know, uh, transition transaction. They want to talk to you about conversion, soft conversion, hard conversion, you know, anchored conversion automation, you know, bring you into an early sales funnel versus a late lead sales funnel. They want to talk about post lead generation. They want to bury you in all these terms and cover you with all this knowledge so that they can distract you from the fact that the content they're giving you maybe isn't so great. But look, they have all these terms. They must be smart. Look, they're using all this jargon. They must be smart. They're, they're counting on that. And they will often couch everything in terms of jargon rather than try to explain jargon. Because if they really knew what the fuck they were talking about, they could just talk to you in any number of ways, right? If they didn't feel the need to kind of cloak and three-card Monty their point, they could just talk to you like a regular person. But no, here they are talking about warm and cold lead generation and sales funnels and uptick and downtick and conversion and all this shit that it's a thing. Like those are those are things that mean something. They're ways of tracking metrics in, in you know, different products and things. Open rates are how often somebody clicks open your email or reads your newsletter. Click through rates are the rates at which someone clicks a thing and then does what you want them to do because they click the thing call to actions or the the paragraph or the sentence that says, hey, buy this thing. But see, they don't want to explain that shit. Because they they want to keep being an expert more than they want to keep being helpful. That's significant. But they bury you in this jargon because it's all about perpetuating the machine, not challenging the machine, not encouraging you to do anything different, encouraging you to be part of the machine. Put on your your blinders. March carefully and quietly and silently and unerringly towards capitalist oblivion. Please give me $5,000 on your way from point A to point B, but, you know, just do what everybody else is doing. And somehow, you know, if you're lucky, you'll get different results. Meanwhile, just pay me my money. That's the grift. That's the problem. And what happens is people are so saturated with these things, they're, they're bombarded with these things, that they end up thinking about more the jargon and what the jargon potentially means to them than the solution that's within their grasp. That's a real problem. So when my client comes to me and goes, it feels too much like cold calling. I don't know how to make my cold leads into warm leads. First of all, that suggests you know what to do with a warm lead. And second of all, it suggests that somehow cold leads are extra bad. Social media marketing, whether we're doing it on Twitter or Facebook or Threads or Blue Sky or Mastodon or Counter Social or wherever, all that stuff is cold lead. It's cold lead because you don't know. You're just throwing your stuff out there and people are not primed for it. They're either going to encounter it and do something about it or they're going to scroll on by cold leads are the majority of social media marketing because the majority of marketing to an unknown, unready audience is cold. And people can give you a billion different strategies for how to do something with it and how to prepare yourself for the shock. It's just like jumping into a cold bathtub of water or an ice bath or anything like that, and it's just cold, and you stiffen up, and oh my God, it's so... Ah. And people can talk to you until you're blue in the face about that. But the fact remains that some part of marketing is always going to involve people who are not previously engaging with you or with your material. They have no idea who the fuck you are, but there's still potential sales. Do not think that an, a cold lead is a bad lead. It, it doesn't work that way. They're just somebody who doesn't know you yet. Whereas a warm lead is somebody who you've been talking to before, somebody who's engaged with your stuff before. Maybe they bought your work before. It doesn't matter. They are aware of you and what you do, and they are, we assume, more likely to continue having something to do with you. It's not always accurate. Sometimes warm leads aren't a thing because you you make a book that they like and they, they don't come back for book number two because life happens. But we assume warm leads, for whatever reason, are more Successful than cold leads, and I suppose that's true somehow, some way. But the the degree of success doesn't really matter. What matters is that some people know you, and some people don't, and you got to talk to them all. The trick that everybody talks to you about: well, here's how you make a cold lead into a warm lead. You engage them with a sales funnel, and then you know you bring them into your your you bring them you bring them into your cycle. Which is a a way of saying, so we take a cold lead. We tell them to sign up for our newsletter. They read our, when they sign up for our newsletter and they're new, they get put into a queue where every day I automate five or 10 or 12 newsletters to acclimate them to what they do. And then like things sort of fall the fuck off and then they only hear from me periodically. And somehow that's supposed to encourage them to keep engaging with me, even though I'm giving them canned automated responses. But over time, that warms them up so that later I can hit them with my pitch and I can hook. A pitch is the thing that says, hey, you know that conversation we're having where I'm trying to meet a need or a want? That's a pitch. And a hook is a pitch that you've agreed that you're interested in and you're about to get more information on. You are, yeah, that your book does sound good. Where do I buy it? You are hooked. You're on the hook. I have hooked you. That's what that stuff means. What bearing does that have in your real life? What, what does that have to do with the price of tea anywhere? How does that make lunch more better? How does that help us just get through a day? It fucking doesn't at all. If you're going to bring people into the bubble that is your production because all of a sudden now instead of a writer you're a content creator and instead of someone you know who's producing art you're just a writer trying to have sales because you're a I guess a secret sales motron 9000 and it's all about the sales and it's not about the book anymore. Ugh. If that's what you're cool with, great. Here's the magic trick for turning a cold lead into a warm lead without dumping them into an involuntary, you know, cycle of automated email subscription. The trick is you fucking talk to them. Not in that canned appropriative, hey y'all fam, it's it's your girl or boy, you know, what up, queen? It's blah, 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 blah. None of that shit. Just be you. Hi, how are you? I'm John. This is John helps you write better. Let's go talk about a thing. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. What are you up to? Just be a person. Now the problem with this strategy and the reason why I get a lot of flack for this strategy is because people swear it's unprofessional, unprofessional. Just so we're clear. Anytime anybody uses that word, I want you to immediately think racist, sexist, and classist because that's what it is because who sets the professionalism standard Chances are, it's not you. Chances are, it's somebody else who has passed this on down the you know, generational line or down the line of expectation, and it's being built on a standard that is probably no longer active, usually old white dudes. So don't sweat professional. Doesn't matter if you're professional. You're a writer. That is your profession, and you are a professional in the sense that you, you, you write And you do the writing because you are a writer. But beyond that, there is no expectation as to how you should like comport yourself, other than like the general social contract of, you know, please don't take a shit on grandma and, you know, try not to harm babies or small animals. You know, be a regular good person who sounds like a regular good person. You don't have to put on this production of what you think a like, person with a newsletter is supposed to sound like. Just be you. And I understand that you are seeing and being bombarded with loads of different examples where that isn't the case. You're getting tons of curated, polished images from all different kinds of people. Loads of, you know, white women hip-hop dancing and going on vacations or everybody sipping out of Cosmo glasses and clap cheering in an office with a team to Taylor Swift or, or who the fuck knows, whatever. And That's all production. It's all smoke, all mirrors. Because at the end of the day, these are people who eat sandwiches. And these are people who have to buy toilet paper. And these are people who have a thing to sell you because they're just trying to meet a want and a need they believe you have in the same way you are. Only they've got bigger price tags, they've got different products, and they don't give a fuck about art. Unless it's going on their walls to show off how rich they are. Your approach... Two people, be they cold or hot, relative to how much information they have about you, be it none or a lot, matters. And the entire magic trick of marketing takes us all the way back to day one. It's a conversation. How well can you converse? Put all the jargon aside. You don't need a newsletter if you don't want a newsletter, You don't need to have an automated funnel of five different newsletters on the first five days after you sign up if you don't want to go through the fucking tedious labor of writing five as shit newsletters where you're just highlighting five different podcast episodes they could listen to. You don't need to. I understand that's what Amy and Marie and Scott and Kevin and Mike and Stuart are all doing, and they're all very big and rich for loads of different reasons. I get it, and you want to be just like them. I super get it. But if you're uncomfortable doing that, it's never going to work for you because that comfort or that discomfort is going to be far more pervasive than the grab you're trying to make in being like them. This is a conversation. We're just going to talk to each other and we're going to use our language, not the appropriated language we see on social media, not the language that will somehow, you know, keep some algorithm so we say things like unalive because that's an unnatural way when we normally in our real lives don't say unalive. We're just going to be us, which means we have to move with some confidence. Because the whole way we convert cold to warm is through confidence. Not a confidence game, which is what the grifters are doing, but just confidence in ourselves that, hey, I'm going to be me, and we're going to match energy, and you're going to be you, and we're going to hit it off. Confident. And if we don't hit it off, hey, that's cool. Have a great day. Go have a cookie. Take a walk, drink some water. Have a good time. That's fine. You're not going to hit it off with everybody. You don't have to hit it off with everybody. Not all your leads Leads aren't even leads. They're people. Leads are things at the end of electrical things. Leads are distances covered in races. They're lines in in journalistic paragraphs. People are not leads. People are people. Treat them like people. Don't worry about the jargon. Don't worry about the pressure that, oh, my God, it has to be done a certain way. You're going to do it your way. And if you're not happy with the results, consider a few factors one are you doing it too infrequently because even if you're authentic even if you're doing everything right if you are marketing once every solar you know solar cycle or like once every lunar cycle or whatever you can't really expect a great deal of interaction if it's only happening like one time out of all the times it's possible there's this thing in Manhattan called Manhattan hinge where for one particular evening once a year the sun lines up in exactly the spot between two like the two sides of the street and it casts light a certain way and hundreds of thousands of people line up with cameras on this street to take a photo of like the setting sun, illuminating the buildings and hitting the glass. And it's they're very, some of them are very, very beautiful. Some of them are ugly as shit. But at this point, it's been done to death so many times. You can just Google it. Just Google Manhattan Henge. I don't know if it's two words or one word, but you'll, you'll see it. You've seen this photo before. Just because everybody's doing it that way doesn't mean you have to do it that way. Just because you feel pressure to do it that way doesn't mean you have to do it that way. But Manhattan Henge technically, arguably occurs every time the sun sets because it just hits at a certain angle. But this one particular kind of angle, this one particular kind of way is this one particular kind of photo to get. If you're marketing infrequently, you're aiming for a Manhattan Henge rather than a sunset if you are doing it in some kind of artificial way, a way that is not genuinely authentic to you, it's too positive, too cheerful. It doesn't account for the fact that you curse. It, 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 it doesn't account for you know your love of this or your love of that. It, it diminishes you in some way. It mutes or tamps down some part of your personality because you think that if you were to reveal that kind of personality, you'd be exposing something terrible that would ruin everything. Then you're not doing your marketing or your product or your art or yourself Any anything good, be you. That means be fully you. You you can unmask. I know that's so scary because I I struggle with that too. But you don't have to put on some costume in order to do the marketing. You get to be you. And if that freaks people out, well, fuck them. That's that's on them, not you. That doesn't mean you were too much. I mean, it's possible you were too much just generally. But that's a that's a human thing. But if the way you approached one person did not lead them to a sale, that's not your fault. Because you're just encouraging them to do it, and if they weren't encouraged, that's that's their decision. You get to be you. You get to say what you want to say and say it how you want to say it and say it pretty regularly. Most people, when I say that, worry that how regularly. What do I do? Schedule it if you want, you know. But rather than say every day at three thirty, I'm going to do it. Just say twice a week at some point, I'm going to do it. Every couple days I'm gonna do it. And then keep your schedule pretty broad so that it doesn't always end up every day at three thirty because once it becomes expected, some people will know to skip it. And we want it just to be part of the regular conversation because you're just a regular person who's done a regular thing, which is express themselves. That's it. That's the whole deal. Don't worry about jargon. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. I understand that there's a lot of pressure to do it like them, but there is no guarantee that A, they're actually seeing the success that they want you to think they are, or B, that you will duplicate their success if you duplicate their effort. This doesn't always work like that. This isn't like, hey, if I move my knife the same way they do, I will cut the same way they do because that is a mechanical observable thing. This is more a matter of, I'm going to use the same words, but I'm going to just say them differently. And the tone of my voice, the air moving through my body is going to produce a slightly different sound, which is going to have a different impact. Everybody's different. And instead of trying to homogenize and hide our differences, let our marketing highlight them. Not in some desperate way of take pity upon me. I have this problem and that problem and this thing and that thing. So the only way I'm being saved is by your good pity service. Instead, talk about what you can do. Talk about how you're going to meet that need with this art you made. Talk about why you love making art. Talk about what it means to you and what this thing you made means to you. You're not going to run out of ideas. You're not going to run out of things. You might end up repeating yourself because you like a certain turn of phrase or you like saying things in a certain order, but there's always something to say if you just stop and think for a minute. You don't have to fly off the handle. You don't have to go off half-cocked. You can just say what you want and be yourself. I know that's scary, but I believe in you and you need to believe in you. Marketing is a conversation conversation. We use loads of tools just to encourage someone to, make, to say yes. We are trying to make them aware that our thing we've made is going to possibly meet a want or a need they have. No part of that is sleazy. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You don't have to buy into the jargon. Just be authentic, be communicative, and do your best. Give that some thought.